Hey there, and welcome to Ascend and Conquer, a brand new podcast where we talk all about ascending and conquering whatever it is we want to ascend and conquer. These two words hold so much depth, and we all receive and perceive them differently. What do they mean to you? Join Tina Marie weekly along with special guests for a certified fresh episode that we hope will enlighten, revolutionize, give new perspective on life, its obstacles, and how to overcome them. Everybody, I'd like to welcome Sean Douglas. He's a speaker, a writer, a man of all of the trades. He's also been in the military. That was probably a silly way to say that. He just retired from the military and he's just an awesome person. So Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure to speak with you. You too. So you're in Colorado Springs right now. How's the yep. weather? Uh, it's drunk. So it's usually like, I don't know, 80 during the day, like 57 or 60 degrees at night. And then during the day, it'll be like a weird cold breeze will come by and like cool it off and then it'll get hot again. And it doesn't know what it's doing. I find it really interesting. And I'm sure you've done this before driving from many states, state to state. You kind of see that the geography changes almost instantaneously, like especially Texas and New Mexico and Arizona. Yes. Completely different. And it's, it blows my mind. It's like, how did they know to make this cutoff here? It's <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. We used to live in San Antonio and it would get super hot. And then you would go North into like Oklahoma and it wouldn't be so hot. And then you go left or right. And it's like a completely different temperature. I'm like, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. And Texas has two time zones. It does. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I think they could have moved it over a little. Yeah. So, Sean, I just uh, for the audience, for the people that don't know who Sean is, would you mind telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay. So, for the last 20 years, I have served in the Air Force on active duty. I've also built four businesses during that time and started writing my book in 26, 2016. I started speaking in, in 2009 when I was a drill instructor for basic training, fell in love with that, became a resilience trainer in 2014, took over the program for the base that I was at in North Carolina from 2015 to 2019, started becoming the lead master resilience trainer, the lead suicide awareness trainer, and then you know wrote my first book in 2016, started my radio show, Life Transformation Radio in 2017, sold that show this year in 2021. And pretty much it. Got my TEDx talk in 2017, uh, raised a family and just, you know, doing what I love. I'm very passionate about it. Yeah, you definitely are. And a very fitting name for everything you do, the success core. And it it goes along with a military life. So you never really lose that once it's instilled in you, which I think that's great because most people in the military are really resilient and they're driven and they want to succeed at the things they do and move up in the ranks, just like we want to ascend here at Ascend and Conquer. We want to move up in the ranks. Like, what did you find... What were some pitfalls when starting your first business? What did you find the most difficult when you were beginning to get things rolling? People taking you serious. People taking you seriously. Like, could you give me an example? Yeah. So the whole build it and they will come never happens. And so 
you build this business, you start telling people about it. And they're like, well, uh, let's see testimony. Like nobody wants to be the first client. So it's almost like you have to change your marketing to like, we're the best, you know, like, but nobody wants uh, to be that first client. Cause like, how many clients have you had? We're like, well, <laughs> my <you mom>. <laughs> yeah, my mom. So, you know, sometimes you just go out and do things for free. Sometimes we'll get some testimonials from people that we have had in the past. And then we bring those in to the business and it's just slow slow at first. And then all of a sudden you get a couple of testimonials, a couple of testimonials. Then you start getting some business. Then you start getting some social proof. And then it like shoots up and climbs. Right. Well, you've definitely got to be proactive. And especially when you're building your brand identity, yep. sure that takes a lot of work. And I think a lot of people leave that part out and it's so important to establish your brand's identity. How 100%. How did you come with, up with uh, your brand and what did you do? Yeah. So for the success core, I wanted to model it after the military. So there was core values that we created. We created the 10 rules of engagement to engage success. How do you, how do you engage in a successful life, in successful habits, in successful mindset, in successful abundance? How do you do that? And I looked at a lot of what people say, like the Jack Canfields and Tony Robbins and all this stuff. And then we looked at you know what I was doing all those years. And we came up with the 10 rules of engagement that you must have in order to engage in success. And that's what we've been promoting. And that's what has worked for us. And that was our core brand. You know, all, a lot of the military dudes get it, you know, rules of engagement. Got it. So mm -hmm. I had to explain to the civilians, like the rules of engagement are the rules you must follow when engaging in, and then whatever it is, right? Success, mindset, whatever it is. Yeah. So you're, I mean, that, that's great. I love that. Um, I had a question and then I was just really intrigued by what you were saying. <laughs> so um, yeah, we, I actually had the honor of having you speak at our last IndiePods event. And yep. finally, after a long waiting period, a hiatus from working on it. I've been working on it. It's getting fully incorporated and we're going to do it again in November. So I hope to have it back. Heck yeah, I'll be there. Yay. So, okay. Tell us a little bit about what some of the struggles in your life were before you kind of found your footing and your place and like before you discovered your love for business and writing. Yeah, it was tough. Being in the military, you have a kind of a rock star mentality sometimes. So, you know, I defend freedom and, you know, whatever. So, you know, you work hard and you play hard. So you work very hard, you know, 11, 12 hours a day. Sometimes on the weekends you deploy, you work in 12, 14, 16 hour days. And then you get off and you got to let loose and let your hair down. And, you know, we go to the bars and um, play drinking games or whatever. We, go ride four wheelers and shoot guns and blow stuff up. And, you know, it's like the manly stuff. Right. So I started living that, that kind of rock star lifestyle and adventure lifestyle. And then it kind of took hold. So with our entertainment company, we were basically sound guys for, 
conferences and events and we'd put on events, you know, of our own, then, you know, a couple of us would break off and, you know, do some DJ stuff at some bars and clubs or wedding receptions. We tag team some wedding receptions and you, you start to get the mentality that you got a lot of money coming in. You, when you're on stage, you're looked at as the authority and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, it was so great. And, and when you're not, yeah. And you're not getting that as affirmations where you should, you start following those affirmations where you shouldn't. Oh. And that led to me running up two, $300 bar tabs, taking home women from the bar, just, you know, random, whatever I could find that type of stuff. Um, started ruining relationships, started, started taking a toll on my business to where the, to where in 2008, I got forced out. I got bought out because I was, I was fully in. I was like, look at me, look what I did. Look what I can do. Right. You that and, military mindset because I mean, oh, yeah. I respect the military and I understand kind of, I can't say I've been there obviously, but I can sympathize with how that could happen. So essentially, like it seems like you had a really tight knit group of friends that you yep. kind of did this with. Uh, oh you, yeah. Did you remain close to them after what happened with the business? Nope. In yeah, that was the end of that. Yeah. So, was so it like they went out and did their own thing, and I went down a downward spiral and and continued drinking and partying and you know, like I said, living that rock star lifestyle. You know, driving expensive cars and doing the expensive things, right? Yeah. And uh, by 2008, you know, I was alone. Everybody had left the wife and kids and the friends and everybody that, that, you know, was a support system for me had had enough. They're like, dude, you're on your own. Like I I can't even handle it. Did you uh, get angry drunk after a while? No, no, I was never. Well, if I drink like Jose or something like that, but no, no, I was, I was a lovable drunk. Which which kind of got me in trouble. You oh, know? Like, I see. I'm putting the pieces together now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see. Okay. Yeah. So when I, I drank. I became the ultimate ladies' man. Oh, okay. Well, I can see that. And yeah, <laughs> you're a family man again now. Yeah. So again, getting into the family and everything else, it's been honestly, it's been tough. You know. Uh, I really, you know, I want to do good. I want to be a better man, you know, but that lure of going a hundred miles an hour and like, I, I, I can't, like, I, I don't go to Sturgis. <laughs> like I can't go to Sturgis. I can't go to like certain things. Not that I don't trust myself. I just don't want to be put in a position right. to choose. Right. Exactly. So I just, I loved like I don't know. I can't explain it. I I loved not being the center of attention, but being a catalyst. You can have the attention if you want it. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be the catalyst. Like I wanted to be the guy who's like, Oh my gosh, like there he is. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, like I like talking to people, right. I like talking to people. So I get to talk in business and I get to talk in podcasts and get to talking about life and whatever. And we just get into these deep conversations and we're drinking and we're having fun and some good looking women walk by. And I'm like, yeah, like, what's up girl? Like, you know, like I was like, I was that cut loose, you know, having fun, like not a care in the world. Like that's what people are drawn to. Like, how is this guy not worry about anything? Yeah. How does this guy go about life? Not worried. 
Right. And I never, and I kind of, I still am not worried about anything. Like I just, I just do, you know what I mean? Like I'm just laid yeah. back. Like, but I didn't think about the consequences of taking it too far. Right. Well, you can't really, because when you drink too much, I mean, and yep. kind of disappear. Oh yeah. So like those great things about your personality inevitably become your enemy. And yep. And vice versa. <laughs> yep. And then I was a super nice guy. People would take advantage of me. Aww. And then, you know, they were like, well, I'm just going to hang out with him because it's a you know, ride the coattails, like that type of thing. And I said, oh, let me help you. Let me help you. And then, like, I help them succeed. And then I'm kicked to the curb. And, like, a lot of betrayal, a lot of betrayal, a lot of fake people who were wanting to be my friends because of what I could do for them, but never in return, right. which, you know, leads to a lot of depression right. and then you drink more and then you're more outgoing and then you're, and so you're trying to, yep. You keep going back to the well over and over and over again, thinking that that's what fuels me. That's what's giving me those affirmations of empowerment. That's where I get my oxygen from. And I didn't learn that it actually comes from within. Yes. Until all of that stuff had happened and I had gotten healed and, you know, on many levels. And I really had to take a deep dive in myself and say, why do I act this way? Yeah. It wasn't that I was doing anything wrong. It's just, I impacted people the wrong way. Right. Uh, I was mostly, yep. I was mostly interested in what this person could do for me at this moment. And then I'll reciprocate it later and, you know, whatever, um, you know, when you, when you take girls home, you know, from the bar and you're like, all right, done with you. You know, like it, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's not a good feeling afterwards. I'm sure. It, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for like, I didn't want a relationship, but it it wasn't for me. It wasn't for them. It was kind of awkward. Next time you see him, you're like, Oh, I slept with that guy. <laughs> you know, like it was kind of awkward. You know, you're like, Hey, I kind of remember you. <laughs> I'm just trying to shop here. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I saw one at Walmart one time and she was like, Hey. Uh, oh my goodness. You know, I'm like, Oh, hi. Yeah. It was like, super. I was like, Oh my God. Like, it, I don't, it was just kind of weird, but I, cause I had deep rooted relationships and they always, they always ruined. Yeah. I don't know what it was. You know, I got cheated out a bunch of times. Um, I deployed once and she, mm-hmm. you know, left and then, <laughs> yeah, it was it's just like, like, cause I don't know, like I feel a lot, right? Like I feel hard and I, I want to like give my all. And right. some people are like, this is it. like, I'm an intense dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I'm an intense dude. Right. And and some people don't, some people can't handle that. Are you a fire sign? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What's your sign? Um, Wait, when's your birthday? Leo. Leo. I'm a Leo too. Yeah, so I'm a Leo. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Leo. I, I never really pay attention to that stuff. Well, I'm just saying you are the epitome of one. That's why I had to ask. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a Leo and, and I'm super intense. And, you know, I want to I wanna live life. I don't want to ever be like, nah, maybe I should. I'm like, I say yes and figure it out. Succeed and be the best. And yep. 
Those are the things that are goals and you are, you're doing it. So kind of when did you realize like the downward spiral was coming to an end for you? I would say 2007, my house burned down from having a party. Oh man. Wow. 2008 tried to take my life. Oh no. 2009, I was getting healed did a lot of introspective work on myself, really tried to figure out who I was at my core, find out my why. I would say that took another better part of a year. And so I would say maybe 2010. And then I kind of relapsed a little bit in in 2011. I started drinking a little bit because I didn't drink all 2009, all 2010. Then I was like, oh, I got this. I'm way good. A little, I'll be fine. Yep. Start drinking again in 2011. And then a relationship, you know, that I was in was like, like, I'm not doing this no more, that type of stuff. And so I was sleeping on my buddy's couch. I'm like, here I am again. Here I am again. Old by the relationship, even though you knew that there was external factors affecting you or what made you decide to do it? I don't ever blame the alcohol or like the decisions that I make, I look at it as what are the factors that contribute to it? Cause there's lots of people that have many drinks and no problems. Right. Yeah. So, so what is it about me and your mind and in my mind? So I had to reframe my mind once again. Yeah. And you know, 2011 for four months, it was, it was a dark night of the soul moment. Once again, you know, do, do I lose my military career and the relationship? And like, what do I do? And, you know, I was like, well, maybe I just shouldn't drink anymore, but that wasn't it. It was, it was the positivity. Cause I was still kind of like a negative person. Cause I always focused on, on the negatives and then tried to combat the negatives rather than focus on the positives, live in the positive, And when negative comes, just deal with it as it comes, I wanted to plan for those negatives. Like, well, if this happens, what are we going to do? And I would just worry myself and worry everybody around me. Right. And that the people affect each other. I mean, it's, I don't think everybody understands that yet, but the happiness that we exude affects everybody around us. And then in turn, it's affecting the rest of the world really, because we're a huge collective of people. So the only thing we can do is spread that positivity. You've been through so much. And then you said you would try to take your life in 2008. That's a really big deal. What, what happened? What stopped you from doing that? Well, people stopped me. I was sitting on my, I was sitting on the floor in my room and uh, I didn't check into work in like three days. Yeah. And so people came to the house to like, check on me and see what I was doing. And, you know, I had my, my gun in one hand, I had a bottle of Jack Daniels in the other. And they were like, Oh man, like, what are you doing? And I was like, I can't do this. Like Aww. it was just everything, everything had just crumbled around me, yeah. you know, and everybody I thought were my friends had left, mm-hmm. you know, didn't want anything to do with me. People that, that supported me in the past didn't want to support me anymore. It's got to be hard. It is, it, it, it's a lot when you're alone and you don't know how you got there. When you look at the ashes around you and go, how did this happen? Yeah. I'm just getting straight chills almost every other sentence because a lot of that is just so relatable to, to me as well. And I'm sure many of the listeners and yeah. that's just, I'm glad that you're here so that you me can too. be that positive person that you really are at the core. Of yeah. So it's- I have a great life now. You know, like, like I have a great life and I battle every day. 
I still battle every day. I would tell people like I am not a success story. I battle every day. There's always something. And for example, a month ago, I went from, you know, four, five, six K months. You know, sometimes I do a speech for like 10 K. I'm like, let's do this. Like we're crushing it to last month was like 1600. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, this hurts. And then you're failing kind of, but you know, you're not. yeah. Yeah. Right. So in June, I retired from the military and I had finished up our best-selling book in May. We wrote the book and then it went bestseller, which was awesome. It was like, we're crushing it. I was like, okay, we're going to close this off. And then for the first part of June, I got like one or two more clients going to finish up, but then that's it. I'm done for the month of June. I'm going to take a month off. And so I shut off all my systems. I, I just, I shut down. Right. And I said, Hey man, I'll see you in July or Hey everybody. Uh, I'm taking some time off. You know, I'm going to go and relocate to Utah. Oh, yeah. Right. I heard polygamy groups are great. So, <laughs> but, uh, but now I, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, Salt Lake's, you know, let's see what Salt Lake's got to offer. It's a land of opportunity out there. And a lot of entrepreneurs I know that live out there, they have a great life. I'm like, let's go, man. Let's go see some mountains. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, I shut everything off. I didn't concentrate on marketing or nothing. And it's almost like I fell into oblivion. Uh, yeah. Cause that's like basically your life. That's right. And I wasn't life. marketing. I wasn't putting out, I mean, I was kind of, kind of still posting and put out content and I'm like, Hey guys, here's my move. And you know, like that type of stuff. But for the yeah. most part, I wasn't doing anything. Uh, I wasn't I'm like, sure. what business are we doing today? You know, like I'd shut all my stuff off, you know, and I still managed to make four five, six K in June. Right. So then July comes around and I'm like, Oh no. Like, this is bad. Like, okay, guys, I'm back. And I expected a warm welcome, you know, like, oh my gosh, like he's back. Like everybody had again, like moved out. And it's almost like I went to that big dark place. Like everybody moved on. They didn't really care about me. Like, yeah. And, and I felt those same feelings. Like nobody cares about me. And oh. oh my gosh, like I was doing so, so awesome in business. Maybe I shouldn't have shut my stuff off and da, 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 da. But it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. Yeah. It was just that life had moved on. I yeah. wasn't around. I was, and I got asked a lot like, Hey, you still take clients? No, no, I'm not doing any work right now. Maybe like after 4th of July. So yeah. I took a solid three or so three and a half, four weeks off. And I was not doing anything. People would even ask me like Facebook messages, like, Hey, have a question. Cool. Here's this. Boom. See you later. Yeah. You know, so I was just giving out value. I was still kind of posting, keeping up with my email list, like all that stuff. But I wasn't as heavy and there wasn't the ads and there wasn't the marketing and there wasn't the media blasts. And it wasn't me saying, hey, guys, guess what? I just got I got featured on Entrepreneur. Hey, guys, I just got featured on here. Whatever. Right. Once it stops your name, kind of stop hearing your voice for a little bit. You know, people find the next best thing. They find the next best thing. And that's exactly what happened. Life moved on. They found the next expert. They found the next, you know, and, and I'm not naive. I know that we're all replaceable. There's always somebody that's going to take our place. There's always, if Tony Robbins leaves today, somebody else is going to take his place. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Only he only can get so big, literally. Right. right. So one podcast ends, another one takes his place. Yeah. One business closes, another one takes his place. And there's this, 
there's this somber moment where they're like, oh my gosh, my favorite restaurant's closing. I can't believe it. And then another one opens up and then there's a honeymoon phase. Oh my gosh, like what's this restaurant? Let's go here. And then you're there and then it's like, okay, well, we've already done this restaurant a couple of times. And then like life, life goes, life moves on. It certainly does. And I can attest to that because with my last podcast, the Psychedelic Podcast, as you know, I'm kind of going through some things with yep. uh, somebody that was a co-host and that's done. And I mean, that's six months ago that I last posted an episode. And so I started Ascend and Conquer with my co-host and things are going really good. I can't wait to drop it and release it. But I'm also, I have that fear as well that I have lost a lot of people along the way. I'm sure the subscribers that weren't my personal friend on Facebook. And especially since my last one was deleted, it's going to be impossible to find me again for them. And that part sucks. But I know that, you know, just like we can be replaceable as podcasters or whatever you want, whatever you are doing, like um, replaceable as the marketing genius. Um, so are, so are, if we're going to be honest, the people that listen to us, yep. we, can, we can get more subscribers too, but it is a, it, it does make me sad. I'm going to lose those reviews, but I shouldn't think like that. I should, I should stop. <laughs> All right. Right. I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost, uh, what would you call it? It's almost a realization that we're all replaceable. Yeah. You know, we're all replaceable. And even though there's, you know, billion or whatever people in the world, you know, there's going to be more people coming. There's going to be new influencers popping up on YouTube pre-roll videos. Like I'm a 22 year old life coach. Follow me. You know, I know. And they're just copy pasting stuff. And I'm like, come on, we work so much harder in the podcast industry. Right. Right. And it's just, it's, it's a realization about you, about yourself. Yeah. And, and, and we need to realize that even if you launch this book and it goes to bestseller and you sell millions of copies, you know, I mean, people are still talking about the classics, you know, like think and grow rich and like all that stuff, like rich dad, poor dad, like cool, but there's millions of other books that sold millions of copies that no one talks about anymore. Yeah. Cause you got to keep pushing and building that brand. Right. I mean, no one's talking about catcher in the rye, you know, like talked about that like two days ago, but yeah. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, like you bring it up and they're like, like, it's like a movie. They're like, Oh, that was my favorite eighties movie. Moving on. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I remember that, but it's cool to reminisce, but like, it's not like you watch it every day. Right. Right. It's not like they're showing eighties movies like breakfast club on TV, you know, every month, you know? So Again, perfect example, Fast and Furious movie comes out, breaks records. Now it's out of theaters. Guess what? Movies have replaced it. Right. I and then they're going to break records. And then they're going to break records. And that, like, <laughs> it was cool for two months. But guess what? A new movie has taken its place. And that's how it's always going to be. And if you just have that mentality where you know, I am easily replaceable, I must keep going, that should be the fuel to keep, to keep you on top. That should always be the fuel to be reinventing yourself and always work on your branding, your identity, your category, everything that you're ever working on, always thriving. I think that's striving. A, a great way to look at it. And I think, but I think that uh, the other half of people kind of look at it like, 
I'm not replaceable. I am fearless and independent and I'm an individual and that kind of fuels them, but I'm right there with you on, on your way of thinking when it comes to that. I definitely am hard on myself and I think it's for a good reason, just like parents that are tougher on their kids, their kids generally end up better. Um, doing better because they need that kind of enforcement and so that they can teach that to their children, et cetera. But everybody's different. Uh, What sets you apart as an individual uh, taking away the books and the speaking and the military? What makes you, you? My experiences, my stories, things that I've lived through that other people haven't, things that I've done that other people haven't that maybe they want to do. That, uh, that's what separates everybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't share the same experiences as you. You don't share the same experiences as me. We all experience them differently. We could go through the same moment, but our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs of those moments will always be different. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I did kind of feel that, but really, what I felt was, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody will say, like, you know, like we were talking earlier, it was like, yeah, I definitely resonate with that. Like, I can see that. Like, I understand that you know, but it might not have been the mindset at the moment. As we grow from each moment, we pick up a different mindset and we pick up a different perspective. Every dark moment that we go through, we pick up more experience, more scars and more perspective and a different type of mindset. And more healing and more healing. Oh yeah. All the time healing. That's what I say. I battle every day and there's things behind the scenes that you battle with. And that's, that's what makes everything great. That's, I think that's what makes everything that we do with the podcasts and our messaging. Like we're always battling. Yeah. And and it comes down to, we're battling for subscribers. We're battling. I really don't want to edit this podcast, but I know I need to. God, I, I am right now. I don't. I don't really want to edit these show notes. Like, ugh, I don't want to write this. <laughs> yeah, and 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 where does it come from? Constant battle, constant struggle. You know, we're constantly ascending. Yeah, and then always there's always the, the, the other external factors aside from the projects that we're doing too affecting us that affect our projects. There's people on this side and this side saying this or that to you while you're trying to focus your attention on all these things you're doing and everyone you have to deal with for each of those things. And it's just a a lot sometimes. Yep. And it can get really overwhelming. Absolutely. And so there has to be some kind of uh, escapism, right? right? There's gotta be some kind of a, of of a happy moment. Now I, I love doing what I do. You know, sometimes I, I don't need an escape because I'm editing the podcast and the clients are like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like, thank you so much. And like, that's cool. It's, it's gratifying. And it's, it's like edifying me and affirming me that, that, you know, I, I'm doing really well. But if I said, yeah, I don't want to do this no more. They'd be like, oh no. They'd be like unhappy for five minutes. And they're like, all right, well, I'll find somebody else. <laughs> you know, it's not like their show. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my show. Like they're going to find somebody else. Well, you know, you post a lot of stuff on Facebook that I see. And just the other day, you asked the community, what can I do for you? And I thought that was a really good and humble thing to ask. I mean, considering what you do do and the value that you bring to the people that you work with and your clients and everything. And I mean, the influx of comments and likes on that were pretty ridiculous. And and it seemed like a lot of your followers wanted to help you back. And I thought that was a 
that's a great demographic to be in. That was super cool. Yeah, yeah. that was super cool. That's fun. And, and that's, that's really what I want, right? I mean, I want my 1000 true fans, my 100 true people, you know, and I keep my circle small and I keep my circle tight and, and that's just how I, how I choose. I thought that having a lot of followers and everybody loves me like that. It, it's, it's vanity. It is. And it's funny because there's people that really go out there and buy likes and then yes. buy likes on their page. And then you see they got one like on their post and three likes on their post. Yep. Organic marketing is the best marketing. Yep. Advocates are your are your biggest advocates. <laughs> yes. Couldn't couldn't have worded that better because it's actually factual, but yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> super good. Yeah. Absolutely true. Got to have your 100 true people, your 1000 true fans and, and serve them. Yeah. Right. Ask them what they need. Yeah. Incentivize because they're doing for you so much. And like, we have to respect that and and love those people because they help get you and me and everybody else that does anything in the startup business, entrepreneur podcast world to where they need to be, where we need to be. And it's, really a collective effort, honestly. Bless you. Thank you. Absolutely true. You'll never get anywhere by yourself. Yes. Yes. I learned that the hard way with indie pods. I took a lot into my own hands. People kept asking me, do you need help? I'm like, "Uh, yeah. But then I never would reach out for help because I'm like, if I want something done, I'm going to do it myself. Yep. And because I'm, I was not great at delegation, but I was also dealing with a lot behind yep. the scenes that nobody knew about that I can yep. be honest about now. But I mean, then in retrospect, I mean, I wish I had asked for help because I was just putting myself under such severe stress that yep. in both sides of what was happening that, I mean, I lost like 15, 20 pounds and I was just sickly and my eyes looked glossy all the time and I was just exhausted and I have a two-year-old on top of that. And wow. It was, I mean, I was also at a place where I felt like I didn't want to be alive, but, and I'm a very loving, happy, positive person almost. Yeah. Time. I tried my best and, and it felt like I was coming to an end. Yep. That's what happens. Yeah. And it's overwhelming and it sucks and you fall from where you are and then something miraculous happens, a breakthrough, a friend, something, a video you watch, something unlocks. Yeah. And it comes to a stop and you're like, okay, enough. Right. 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 The way that I look at, like, I love the name Ascending Conquer. I think it's a great, great, great name. Thank you. And, and it can be taken in so many different forms. When I think of ascending you know, we always, we always first look at, you know, the, the biblical ascension. Right. But I love how you ascend a mountain. Yeah. Right. And then you can look at that mountain as whatever you is that you want. It could be some small hill that, you know, I got to get this one breakthrough and I got this one thing figured out because that one thing unlocks the next step and the next step, but to ascend and conquer together, when you're climbing that mountain, you're, there's going to be pitfalls and there's going to be traps for your mind. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be people that are going to try to slow you up like crabs in a bucket, trying to pull you down. Yeah. And you must conquer those 
those beliefs. And every next level you get to has another thing for you to conquer, has another obstacle, has another barrier. And then again and again and again and again. And the, the higher you get, the more people try to tear you down. And then those people that are trying to tear you down, it affects you and your psyche. And then the next thing that you're trying to conquer is your own mind and your own spirit, because you're like battling yourself because now these people have put these ideas and concepts into your head that may or may not be true. And so now that's your next obstacle. So we can just keep climbing and keep trying and keep falling a little bit, but just always, you know, one step forward. What is it? Yeah. Take five steps forward instead of five steps backwards. Right. I can't. Right. <laughs> the, the worst battle, you know, I know people that have battled cancer. I know people who have battled uh, alcohol and drugs and divorce and death and everything. But the worst battle that you will ever face is in your own mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is the worst. Yep, because it's your perception of yourself that you have to battle with. And whether, you know, it's the whole nature versus nurture thing, you can have a really strong mind. You can be really built up by your parents as a kid and have had just a wonderful life. But still, sometimes, you know, because we're all so different, there are odd things that we might not be okay with, even if our lives have gone so perfectly. And a lot of those people, they end up committing suicide and stuff. And yep. and you don't know why. And they've never told anybody and nobody gets it. And it's, it's yep. really bad. So I'm thankful for the podcasting community because there's so much in, um, ingenuity and realness that's involved with being a podcaster. And it shows. Yeah. It shows like it shows through. So don't be a podcaster if you're not ready to be honest. (laughs) Right. Right. And transparent. Yeah, exactly. So could you please give the audience a little bit of advice on if they're going through something similar to what you did, um, what you went through in terms of you almost taking your own life and with alcoholism, what advice can you give them that will help them today? Read a book called The Power of Positivity by Norman Vincent Peale. I promise you it will change your life. I'm going to Positivity, gratitude. Gratitude has scientifically linked to lowering your anxiety, stress, and depression. Yes. It's been scientifically linked. And therefore, we must live with gratitude. We must every day be grateful for something. Doesn't matter what it is. And saying thank you a lot when people hold open doors, when people do things for us, making sure that they know that that you're grateful for that and not blowing it off. Right, right. No, it's so important. And I wonder if it's possible for people that just don't feel gratitude to learn that and how difficult that must be for them. Because I was, I was born grateful. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah um, if you count three blessings every single day, Count three blessings every single day. You will absolutely reframe your mind and reframe your life. A 100%. Count three blessings every single day. You heard it from Sean himself. Count three, but I'm going to start doing that. Even if I feel like I'm the most grateful person, that's something I don't do that I can do. I mean, there are things that we can do to change our lives every day, whether it's a mantra or a meditation or going for a walk and clearing your head or writing it out. 
there are so many things we can do to change the direction of our life so that we can ascend and conquer whatever it is that we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You have to take stock. You have to take inventory. You have to find out like, am I okay? And you have to ask yourself those tough questions. Like, am I okay? And I've learned that it's not, that, that it's okay to not be okay. Like it's okay. If you're not okay, just don't stay there. Right. Just feel the feelings and then let them pass. Yeah. It's like a river. You just got to keep going. Like it's a leaf on your river and it's yep. going to pass you at some point because you are the river. Yep. You know, don't clog your river up with a bunch of leaves though. Yes. <laughs> get some leaves out of there. <laughs> yeah. Clean out your gutters. Yeah. It's important. Upkeep. Yep. <laughs> <Sean>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Where can everybody find you other than the successcore.com? Yep. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Instagram is at the success core Facebook. You just look me up. I got a bunch of different pages and groups. I have a Facebook group called the success core Academy. Great community. Need to get them more involved though. LinkedIn first, last name on LinkedIn and TikTok is at the success core as well. I'm everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was definitely an honor and a pleasure speaking with you as always. And thank you for so much great insight. I mean, I feel like we covered a lot in such a short time. Sometimes time just flies and we got to look at life like that too. Time does fly. So take initiative and take action on the things that you want to do and what you want to succeed at now so that you're happy in five years and you don't have to absolutely down about yourself and regret. Like I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Just go do it. Yep. And if you fail, at least you fail trying. There you go. Hey, I love it. I love it. Well, Sean, thank you so much. And I will be speaking to you soon. I hope you come back. Heck yeah. Um, Definitely a good conversation. And I look forward to having you speak at the next Indie Pods United as well. Thank you so much. I'm always here for anything that you need to support you. You know, I got your back. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to take you up on that. (laughs) For sure. All right. Well, you have an awesome night and we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Bye.